Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Thank you for downloading the Blue Moon podcast. Please give the show your support by becoming a backer. Patreon.com forward slash Blue Moon podcast. Hello everybody, it's David here from the Blue Moon Podcast. Uh, This is a little bit of an extra show for this week. We are going to have a full show on Friday as normal, um, but we've put out a little bit of an extra one because it's currently the early hours of Wednesday morning here in the UK, and we've just found out that City's game against Arsenal, the rearranged game from Cup Final Weekend, has now been postponed. Both clubs have released a statement. Uh, City says uh, that the game has been postponed, and the decision has come as a precautionary measure on medical advice. That's after it emerged that personnel from Arsenal have come into contact with the Olympiacos owner who has been named as a positive case of COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, City have wished him well and a speedy recovery and uh, have said that further information is going to come in the coming days about the rescheduled dates, uh, but supporters are advised not to travel to the Etihad Stadium for the game. Uh, Now, for this week's podcast, we have uh, prepared an interview already uh, a few hours ago. It was actually uh, earlier on Tuesday evening. Uh, I spoke to a City fan and uh, GP, Dr. Pravin Gorajala, and uh, basically asked him about the likelihood of uh, games being postponed and uh, and games being played behind closed doors, and just what is COVID-19 and and how it spreads. Um, so because of the chances that this could this interview could go out of date quite quickly, it was recorded on Tuesday. It's only a couple of days before we go into the studio to record uh, this week's podcast, but by the time it's in the show on Friday things could have changed quite significantly. So I've decided that we'll air the interview uh, right now immediately and there will be a version of it in Friday's show as well. So this is Dr. Pravin Golajala speaking to me about the coronavirus. The main symptoms of COVID-19 tend to be respiratory symptoms. So we're looking at mainly kind of cough and some people getting shortness of breath, but also with some viral symptoms as in temperature on and off. And some people are getting um, other kind of things like gastric symptoms, like loose stools and that kind of thing, but it's mainly respiratory, virally kind of, you know, things you associate with a bad cold. Or Essentially, it, it is a flu illness. It's just a different form of the flu, um, except in this particular case, there's no vaccine for it. It does seem to be, I mean, the vol- in terms of the general population, if you're healthy and you look after yourself and you hand washing and sanitizing and doing all the right things, you're probably going to be all right. You're probably going to be feeling a bit rough for a few days and then you're going to recover. Um, it, it does the people who would I mean the, the deaths that you've been hearing about I think we're up to six now they, they're from what I hear they're vulnerable people who I mean have had comorbidities and then they've got other kind of health conditions um, so they're the ones who are at risk really um, but for the gen, vast, gen, mass, vast majority of people they're probably going to just feel a bit ill for a few days so it is, it is essentially a bit like the flu or a bad you know severe cold in terms of um, kind of how it's it's kind of gripped the nation at the minute, and it's hmm. it's the one thing that everybody's talking about. What can we do to, to to make sure that that we're not encouraging the spread of it? Well, at the moment, because it's a, a new strain. Coronaviruses have been around for for decades, but this is a new strain of it. So we, there's no vaccine, so there's no treatment for it. 
So all we can do is keep ourselves safe. And that and the thing that people are mentioning all the time is hand washing. That's the key thing, really, um, because uh, we're assuming it's spread by droplets. So as in people coughing, um, uh, touching things, um, that, that kind of thing. So basically hand washing whenever you, you think you're going to be in contact with anything in a, in a kind of public space. So I think the, the general advice is to wash it for about 20 seconds and then you should be generally all right. Um, I mean, hand washing has always been quite important, but it's more more definitely more important now especially with this this new strain of virus we're speaking on tuesday evening this this will be broadcast hmm. on friday so so yeah. you know situations can change quite rapidly yeah, yeah. um what what are you anticipating in terms of, uh, of of our response to it do you think our response to it has been has been good enough as a country um to a degree i mean i think uh, i don't want to use this platform to, to bash the government or anything like that but i mean the, the nhs is pretty much underfunded as it is but so i think I think they've probably done the best they can do based on the fact that this is an unprecedented situation in terms of, um, you know, where we move forward. I mean, it's a, the situation is changing day by day. So I'm coming to work and we're getting emails about the latest advice about what to do or not to do. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's, I can't really kind of be too critical of what, what's going on at the moment because it's, it is a changing situation. Um, I guess the concern is going forward if the numbers do get bigger and you know you worry about hospital beds particularly the acute you know icu beds um that's my concern we've seen obviously uh italy is as effectively quarantined itself as a country you know football mm. matches in uh various other european countries are being played behind closed doors uh the italian Serie A has, has been suspended uh yeah do, do you think these sorts of measures should be coming in in in, in england Certainly, they need to start thinking about it, especially if the numbers um, escalate as they are. I mean, if looking at the advice from today um, from Public Health England, I mean, they're pretty much saying that it's unlikely any sporting events are going to be cancelled or you know, behind closed doors in the imminent future, and hopefully not at all. Um, but obviously, when you've got that you know, thousands of people in one one area, you know, there is obviously higher risk of, of transmission. You know, particularly, you know, when we go back to hygiene in the like, for example, the toilets and at half time, you know, you know, from going from to the Etihad every week, like they're not, they're not the most hygienic places at the best of time. So that so I think at the moment, probably not, but it's it's a day by day situation. So it's certainly possible it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of uh, football matches themselves, I mean, the, mm. the government have, have said uh, that that they as, as open-air events, they don't see them as, as yeah, somewhere yeah. where that, that, that transmission is that likely. Is, is, yeah. is that fair or is that uh, maybe wishful thinking at this stage? I think it's fair. I mean, it, the, the risk of transmission is, is, is pretty low unless you're you know, in very close contact with people. So I mean, even sitting next to someone, someone else, as long as they're not touching or coughing on you, you're probably going to be all right. My concern would be, you know, like, you know the toilet facilities and the... You know, you know the corridors you know, as, you, as you're leaving a football stadium or any sporting stadium you are going to be in you know close contact with people you know things like banisters and you know handrails that kind of thing even things like touch screens you know as you're entering buildings and cash machines that kind of thing so i think but, but uh, yeah I, I agree with the general advice to if you're in an open air environment you're pretty much you know you're not going to you're going to be okay generally now there'll be a lot of people listening to this who i mean i'm, I'm not going to lie i've been one of those people as well who who listens to the news and sees what's going on mm. and actually thinks this this could get quite serious um mm. how how scared should i be at this stage probably not i mean uh, i mean obviously as a working gp you know i mean you get a lot of patients obviously it's kind of a little bit of concern i don't think my experience is people aren't getting too panicky about it i think most people are being sensible and realize you know it's just a form of the flu 
and you know, the vast majority of people are going to be okay. I think what's probably scaring people is obviously the media reporting, obviously the, the rising numbers, but probably not reporting the, the amount of people who are recovering and are well with it. Um, and obviously you get the breaking news alert every time someone dies from it, which obviously kind of alarms people. But my feeling is generally not to be too panicky, not to be too worried. You know, if you've got any concern, phone 111. That's the advice that we've been giving out. Um, I know one one are struggling at the moment in terms of the amount of calls. So a lot, a lot of calls are coming to us. And if there's any doubt, you need to, need to self-isolate for 14 days. That's the advice we'd give. But generally, don't panic. How <laughs> likely do you think it will be that uh, the football season does carry on as normal and games are not played behind closed doors? It, it, it finishes in, in May like it's expected to? Uh, I mean... Uh... My feeling is it'll probably finish on time. Whether it, some of the, some of the matches might be behind closed doors, I think that is a possibility. Um, I hope not, and I think it's probably unlikely. Um, I guess I know it's probably going to be financial concerns. I know they're all insured, and there's, there's concern. Obviously, you've got the Euros around the corner as well, which uh, we need to take into account of as well. But uh, I, I, my my gut feeling is that matches will just carry on as they are. What about the Champions League? Do you, do you see there being any problems with uh, if City get past yeah. Real Madrid, for instance? Think, they, you know, the, they, they could be going to a country that is in mm. uh, in jeopardy. Yeah, I think that might be more of an issue than the, the domestic leagues. To be honest with you, because obviously you've got large amounts of fans travelling, you know, all around Europe and Europe, and that's going to be the concern for the for Euro twenty twenty as well. So I think that's more of a possibility. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to the Madrid match next week, so I'm, <laughs> I hope it doesn't get cancelled, but. Uh, um, but I, I think there's more of a chance of those being affected than, than local leagues, in this country anyway. Please give us your backing. Patreon.com forward slash Blue Moon Podcast. So that was Dr. Pravin Gorajala speaking to me earlier on uh, this evening about the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, let's have a listen now to what Pep Guardiola had to say in his uh, pre-match press conference for the now called off game against Arsenal. We are conscious because it happened already in uh, in Italy. The league is suspended. In Spain, start the next two weeks, three weeks behind closed doors. And I think it's going to happen here because the tendency rise in the same level than Italy before, in Spain right now. We have to ask if it works play football without the spectators. We are the reason why we do our job for the people. If the people cannot come to watch the, the games, there is no sense. I would not love to play football games in, in Champions or, or in the Premier League or the Cubs or whatever without the people. We are going to follow the instructions for the governments. I think everybody all around the world is involved in that and and just follow what they have to do and follow the instructions. I would prefer without people, I would prefer no play, yeah, definitely. This is the Blue Moon Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Moon Podcast. So Guardiola, not a fan of uh, playing games behind closed doors. Uh, we know that this one isn't going to be played behind closed doors because it's not being, going to be played at all. Uh, I'm now joined by uh, One Football's Dan Burke. Uh, Dan, you're actually in Germany at the moment. Uh, that's, that's where you're living and working at the moment. What's what's the situation like out there at the minute? Uh, it's a little bit further advanced than, than England, I would say. Um, I mean, they've started... Uh, already planning to play games behind closed doors over here. Um, there's a game, uh, the Rhine Derby, Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, playing uh, on Wednesday evening that's going to be played behind closed doors. So it's a little bit further along than I would say it is back in England at the moment. It's um, it's certainly an interesting time right now. Uh, what do you make of, of uh, what's happened to uh, to this Arsenal game? 
it's uh, it, it's come as a bit of a shock in terms of the timing. Um, you know, it's pretty much the middle of the night when they've they've made this announcement. Um, it, you know, we, we heard the news earlier in the day that the um, the owner of Olympiacos and Nottingham Forest, Evangelos Marinakas, uh, has got the uh, has contracted uh, the coronavirus. So we sort of um, wondered if there would be any repercussions from that. Uh, there was a bit of talk, you know, that Arsenal had played against Olympiacos a couple of weeks ago and whether that would affect anything. Um, so so it's sort of, you know, come through late late night tonight um, that the game's going to be off on Wednesday night because, you know, there's sort of putting these Arsenal players who were who had come into contact with him in quarantine. Um, you know, that game took place 13 days ago. So from what I understand, that they're only thinking that they need one more day of quarantine. Uh, which would take them up to the the game on Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, it's it's all a bit uh, you know not entirely unexpected that games are starting to be postponed now. But the fact that this one has has been has happened at such a late stage, you know, what is it, thirteen hours before the game was supposed to kick off or something like that? It's it's quite a shock. Yeah, it's. Um, I I think it feels to me though like it's it's the right decision, the sensible decision, because I mean, as it stands, we heard from, from speaking to the doctor before this is, this is a, it's a new virus. We don't have any vaccine for it. We don't know how to, how um, to, to stop it spreading. I mean, it just feels like the the right and sensible move, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, they can't, they can't afford to take any risks for the people's health, for people's lives. Um, and, and you wonder what the knock on effect of this is going to be now, you know, Arsenal, um, since they played Olympiacos and came into contact with with Marinakis, these players they've played against uh, Portsmouth and West Ham. So you think, well, if they've come into contact with them, then are their games going to have to be postponed? Uh, Portsmouth and West Ham's games are the teams that they've played going to have to be postponed? And you wonder whether this is going to lead to you know lots of postponements, if not the the whole season being put on hold at some point. Because yeah, they just can't take any risks. I mean, I, I was going to ask about that because, uh, like, Dr. Pravin earlier said that that he didn't really feel like that, like there was going to be much more beyond behind closed doors games. Um, but it, it almost feels at this stage now where we could be seeing a, a situation where the season could be either postponed or abandoned. Even it, it just it, it feels like we're we're living in almost unprecedented times right now. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the way to the way I've been sort of looking at it the past couple of days is what's going on in Italy at the moment. You know, they they've now suspended all sporting events in Italy until um, the thirteenth of April, um, or it could be the third of April, something like that. It's going to be three or four weeks anyway. Um, so you know that, that a lot of people have been saying that, that Italy are kind of two weeks further along um, than than the UK in in terms of the way the virus is spreading. Um, so you think in two weeks' time, are we gonna? Um, I think it was actually two weeks ago that the first game in Italy was postponed, uh, or they talked about being being played behind closed doors. So you kind of think if it develops at the same rate that it has in Italy, then are we going to have a situation where all sporting events in England are going to be postponed in a couple of weeks? It certainly wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, if they did have to put the season on hold, the question then is, are they going to be able to finish the season at a later date? Um, is that going to have a knock-on effect in terms of the European Championships in the summer being um, postponed for, you know, I read some today that said that they could possibly play it next summer instead if they had to play finish the season in June or something like that. So it's, the situation just seems to be really rapidly snowballing and seems to be changing by the hour. I mean, a couple of days ago, it didn't seem to be that serious at all uh, in terms of the, the effect it was having on football. And now it seems to be it seems to be changing all the time. And there's there's not only that as well, but there's a transfer window coming up as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's all sorts coming on. You know, there's... There's, there's European football uh, going on. Um, there's the Olympics going on. Um, it, it's it's 
incredibly difficult to say how this is going to develop. You know, it's a worldwide global pandemic that we're dealing with here. Nothing that we've we've seen uh, in our lifetimes, anything like this, really. Um, it's getting a little bit scary, I think. And um, I think, yeah, the football is not that important that uh, it, that it needs to go ahead, go, carry on regardless when there's um, the, there's a risk of people's lives at stake. Well, I think it's uh, probably one of those things, Dan, that we'll, uh, we'll kind of have to wait and see how it develops. Um... I want to give you a special thanks for uh, joining me on this uh, little bonus podcast this week. Uh, given that you're in Germany, it's currently 1.45am here, so it's 2.45am there, so thank you so much. No problem. Uh, we'll be back with a full Blue Moon podcast on Friday, by which time probably everything in this show is already out of date. Uh, so yeah, uh, go and subscribe, and uh, we'll see you there. Take care. the blue moon podcast please support the show patreon.com forward slash blue moon podcast